Good afternoon, good afternoon. This is Humble Dame coming to you guys on this silent, silly Sunday in my home. It is silent, silly Sunday. Um, yes, I know kids will not be silent, but it's important to teach them the power of silence. And so I try to uh, teach them on Sundays. We can be silent, we can be silly, we can enjoy the day. Today I want to talk to you guys about self-assertion. This is a very important uh, phrase and a very important lesson that we all have to learn um, and it will add to your life. I'm going to be reading, of course you guys already know from one of my favorite books, Healing the Shame That Binds You, and it is by John Bradshaw. Okay, I'm reading from page 161. Another action and work of love that will enhance your self-love and heal your toxic shame is to become more assertive. Assertiveness is based on self-love and self-valuing. This is, di this is uh, different from aggressiveness. Aggressiveness is usually shame-based behavior. To become aggressive is to win at any cost. It often involves shaming another person. Shaming someone else cannot enhance one's self-love. I consider self-assertion and assertiveness training to be one of the powerful ways to heal the shame that binds you. As the shame internalization process took place in your dysfunctional family, your needs became bound by shame. After a while, you no longer knew what you needed. There was no way to learn how to ask for what you wanted. As your dependency needs were violated, you, you came to believe that you couldn't depend on anyone. You lost all sense of human rights as an utterly unique and unrepeatable human being. That is so beautiful. I'm going to read that again. Let me go into my nook and cranny and say, uh, read the rest of this book. It says, you lost all sense of your human rights as an utterly unique and unrepeatable human being. Assertiveness training is one is a way to learn how to get those needs met. In assertiveness training, you learn how to say no and ask for what you want. You learn to build new physical, emotional, uh, volitional, and intellectual boundaries. Books like When I Say No, I Feel Guilty by Manuel Smith. Do you say yes when you want to say no? Right by Frensterheim. And You're Perfectly Right by Alberta and Emmons are all useful ways to learn how to stand your ground and get your legitimate needs met. The methods presented in these books require practice. Each of us needs to create his own bill of rights. You need to have total permission for our rights. Manuel Smith sets forth the following list of rights you may add um, to your own as, as you see will. You have the right to judge your own behavior, thoughts, emotions, and to take responsibility for their in initiation and consequences upon yourself. You have the right to offer no reasons or excuses for justifying your behavior. You have the right to judge if you are responsible for judging other people's problems. You have the right to change your mind. You have the right to make mistakes and be responsible for them. You have the right to say, I don't know. You have the right to be independent of goodwill of others before coping with them. You have the right to be illogical in making decisions. You have the right to say, I don't understand. And you also have the right to say, I don't care. And that's from the book, When I Say No, I Feel Guilty. And loving yourself, thinking about how you love the person in the beginning exercise. If someone was hurting him or hassling her, what would you do? If you saw him hurting or shaming himself, what would you do to take care of him? Think of the work and energy you have exerted in loving your children. Will 
you love yourself the same way, you really are worth it. There have never been anyone else like you, nor will there ever be anyone like you again. You are unique, unrepeatable, and of precious worth. This is very beautiful. And she also he also goes on to speak about framing mistakes. Uh, mistakes can be used as warnings. Mistakes allow for spontaneity, and mistakes are teachers. So this is, and it also gives common uh, categories for mistakes. Uh, you have errors of data, errors of judgment, white lies, procrastination, forgetfulness, mischances, overindulgences, wasted energy, failure to reach a goal, and impatience. And then he talks about the habit of awareness. I would um, encourage you guys to go get this book. It's very good. Very, very nice. But we, today we're talking about self-assertion. It's very important to stand up for yourself. Um, while you're standing up for yourself, you're showing yourself that you love yourself and that you value yourself. Um, if there's someone that is devaluing you or that's being aggressive towards you, which we read here, where it says that aggressiveness is usually shame-based behavior. So when you're dealing with aggressive people that uh, seek to demean or degrade or devalue you, they're actually uh, working from a shame base. Their base, their foundation is shame. And so the only way you can kind of overcome that and uh, move through that is for self-assertion. Of course, um, you want to be safe. If you're dealing with someone that's kind of off the Richter, you know, they may have a few uh, screws loose. You do not... Um, uh, call yourself being assertive with them because they take all assertion as aggressiveness because that's how they operate. That's their MO. That's their modus operandi. You uh, stand your ground, right? Uh, you show uh, yourself worth to yourself. You show yourself that you value yourself. When you value something, you protect it. I'm going to say that again. When you value something, you protect it. When you uh, devalue or hate something, you expose it. OK. And so when you if you're exposing yourself to aggressive, shame based, um, demeaning, degrading people, that's not showing that you value yourself. So that's why I love the fact that John Bradshaw spoke about boundaries. Now, when you set boundaries, if you're dealing with a really aggressive person or a really aggressive situation or workplace, they would not respect your boundaries. But you still come back to the self assertion. Right. The self, uh, sorry, self assertion. You still want to assert yourself. OK, for the sake of yourself. Right. And so therefore it's showing yourself. I protect me. I'm going to protect myself. Right. Um, the same way you will protect your kids. Um, well, if you're a parent in your right mind, there's some parents that don't seek to protect their children. There's some siblings that don't seek to protect other siblings. And that's a dysfunctional uh, family um, organism they have come from. That's shame based. And uh, that's where their aggression comes from. Or if you are in school, your teacher, you seek to, um, you know, protect your students. If you're a father, you protect your sons. It goes on and on. If you're a spouse, right, you're, you protect your spouse. But if you're around people that choose not to protect you and instead do the opposite as far as exposing, um, twisting, shaming, they're coming from a shame based reality. And so therefore their reality does not have to be yours. Do not identify with their projections and assert yourself, okay? And when you need to be a silent profiler and profile, you know, the level of danger or uh, the level of demise that they may try to bring because people will try to retaliate if they're really, really off the Richter scale. When you assert yourself, you want to leave silently and you want to be uh, peaceful in the end, okay? So I just wanted to uh, talk to you guys about that today. This is something I am practicing. It's called self-assertion. Assert yourself today, okay? Have a great day.